Hello, friends, enemies, men, women, and currently undecided. It is not time for the Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Ellen Show. You're watching The Right Show. If you're watching right now, we're totally live. You're in the right place at the right time. I'm so excited to be able to do this because I'm on the road. I'm, cu I'm currently on tour, um, so I didn't know if I'd be able to get to you tomorrow. We're starting a day early. First timers, put it in the comments. It is time to chit-chat about what's going on. Netflix tells all their employees to pound sand or learn to Netflix and chill. Kamala wants us to work together, okay? Turning Point Georgia puts on a comedy night and brings your favorite comedian to do it. And we're going to take an inside look at my trip to Mexico. It's why I'm a little darker right now than normal. It's all happening right here, right now on The Right Show. There are a few things we need to do. Now, in this show, I put your comments up if they're interesting or derogatory or racist, and I can totally highlight you. So we're saying green, green, green. Hey, Kayvon, let's roll. Let's do this. I'm excited. This is the type of show where we talk about things you're not allowed to talk about on TV, which makes it more interesting, more edgy, and at the end of the day, funnier. The Right Show is a support group for normal people. That's why we get together every week. And you might be thinking, well, there's only a couple hundred people watching right now on Facebook and YouTube. But I take these little fun clips and post them throughout the week. And my last clip regarding Amber Heard has 100,000 views in a day. So whether they shadow ban me or not, our show is making an impact. Welcome Facebookers, YouTubers, podcasters, current subscribers, stuck at 340,000 for eight months. Kind of funny how social media works. We're going to talk about that later. Put in the comments, where are you from and what is your favorite Mexican food? That's what I want to know because I just had an epic weekend in Mexico and instead of tell you about it, I'm going to show you. Hi friends, I don't normally do this, but I needed a vacation. So I took three days off and I came to a secret location. I'm not gonna tell you where it is, but my world traveling friends will know. So take a look at the scenery and try to figure out what city, what state, what country, what Pueblo. I'll give you a hint. It's not California, but it's very close. in a lifetime, the moon is totally gone. It'll never happen again in our lifetime. There it goes. Unbelievable. We have ourselves a winner, Cabo San Pucus. Where if you drink enough, you indeed will be puking. On the flight there, and I'm not trying to be rude, but this body positivity has gotten too positive, too positive to fit between the aisles. My flight attendant was what you would call in the trailer parks, a double wide. And the flight attendant's job is to gracefully move up and down the aisle, 
helping people in an emergency, being a convenience, getting a drink or a napkin or a handy wipe when you get on the plane. So we have to draw the line here. If your flight attendant needs a seatbelt extender, maybe not good to go down the aisle. Now, I haven't noticed this much because I always sit against the window. I just love sleeping against the window. But on this particular flight, I got the aisle seat. Can't complain. Every time she walked by, and I'm not a huge man. My shoulders are huge, but I stay compact. And somehow she spilled into my seat and then knocked my arm off the inner third of the armrest. Mm, it was something. So I thought I would show you what Southwest flight attendants used to look like so that you don't think, oh, this is so crazy. This is so racist. How do you come up with this stuff? It's very simple. I know what these people used to look like. Now, if these were my flight attendants and they were whacking me with their hips, I would be a happy man. I wouldn't be talking to you about this in such a negative way. Could you imagine these groovy babes coming up and hit you with a boom? I'd be like, hey, can I buy you a drink when we land? I want to give you some rapid rewards. <laughs> my tray table is upright and locked. You have me looking for the exit row. Why don't we get out of here? You know, that kind of thing. But that is not what happened. So very unfortunate that that is the new normal. And like I said, we talk about things no one else does so we can put your comments right up on the board. Yeah, that's right, I wanna make her a frequent flyer. Woo woo, those were pretty ladies. Greg would be happy to see that too. More coffee, more tea, more getting up to go pee. So now I wanna tell you another funny story, kind of self-deprecating. I was at the gym, I go into the gym shower, I've got my little Speedo on, and someone has left their eyeglasses, their spectacles, if you will, right there on the soap dispenser. In this case, I know someone's gonna be coming back looking for their glasses, so I left the shower curtain open and was kind of showering with the soap, but every guy that walked by, I was kind of like seeing if this was the guy that was gonna barge in and need his glasses. But the problem was, I have the curtain open and now I'm making crazy eye contact with every guy that's walking by and kind of, is, are you? And one guy thought I was inviting him to shower with me. I was trying to give a man hard of seeing his eyeglasses. I wasn't trying to see a guy hard. So it's what it looked like. And now I understand that, you know, you're sitting there going, are, are these, your, are you, I'm sorry, no, these are glasses. And then the guy's going, sure, the old, are these your glasses trick in the men's restroom. What would you have done? I'll tell you what I ended up doing. I ended up just taking the glasses and putting them in the freaking hallway. Just put them there. I don't care if someone stepped on them, smashed them, but that guy put me in a really bad position. All right. And uh, now the whole gym thinks I'm in there cruising as if it's West Hollywood on a Saturday night. Speaking of clown time, we talked about the flight attendants who banged into me, but I will continue getting banged just so you can come see me live. I'll be in Oxnard next, Irvine, Huntington Beach, and Ontario, California this week. I am giving away four tickets to each show. So if you have a friend in one of these towns, say Kayvon is my friend. I watch his show weekly, The Right Show, and he gave me four free tickets. Even though I don't live in your town, I can send you Oxnard, California, Irvine, Ontario, Huntington Beach, 
Las Vegas, Boca Raton, Lake Park, Orlando, Albany, New York, Phoenix, Dallas, Minneapolis, Vancouver, Canada, and Washington, D.C. All those tickets on caveoncomedy.com. When we come back, Netflix tells their employees to chill. All right, enough is enough. Netflix can't be radical left anymore because being a radical left company is a luxury. And right now we're in darn near a recession. So all the cool things, the uh, slumber parties in the office, the slide that goes down to the free in and out that comes in on Wednesdays, taking three weeks off for personal mental well-being, bringing your dog to work and playing cuddly with Fluffy the whole time. It's all going out the window. And the latest casualty of the left is their ability to cry, whine, and complain, and for a big corporation like Netflix to even care about it. I'm going to read this to you. Netflix put out an internal memo, and it's news they're trying to hide from you. That's why I bring it up. A new corporate culture memo from Netflix is taking a hardline stance on attempts to silence artistic expression. By warning those who are offended by the streaming services content, they may want to go find a job elsewhere. Boom! That's huge. That demands one of these. I continue. Variety reports that a change in Netflix company culture appears to be in a large part due to the backlash the streaming service faced from woke employees last year over its Dave Chappelle special, which the employees claimed was transphobic, but the viewers of course did not. The updated Netflix culture memo includes a new section called Artistic Expression that states it will not censor specific artists or voices even if employees consider the content harmful. If you find it hard to support our breadth of content here at Netflix, maybe this ain't the best place for you, the memo states, later adding that the employees may be required to work on projects that they perceive as harmful and that they may have a hard time accepting their work assignment, so they might want to consider working elsewhere. Thank you, finally, Netflix. Now, some people said, well, no, that's not against uh, the people that were mad about the transphobic because um, Netflix also put out cuties and a lot of people complained about cuties, the uh, grooming documentary about how to get kids into, you know, dancing competitions. No, 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 here's where you're wrong. Cuties backlash came from the viewers and the internal backlash against freedom of speech came from the employees. Netflix is saying, hey employees, we cover a lot of movies, a lot of ranges of things, and they have received a message loud and clear once their stock went down in half. So go woke and go fill in the blank. Broke. Zelda is clapping. Hulu says hell no to Hillaho Clinto. What I'm trying to say is Hulu just said no to Hillary Clinton's latest project. Another win for humanity. It is time to show you what I'm talking about because the media doesn't want to talk about this. It's a little embarrassing. Variety reports, Rodham, an imagined alternative universe in which Hillary Rodham Clinton met and dated Bill Clinton at Yale Law School, but never married him, has been passed on. Hulu decides not to do it, even though Claire Danes, who has had her better days, and Dakota Fanning, my goodness, they both look like Hillary. That is not a compliment. Hello, 
And by golly, they did not both used to look like Hillary, but they can play the part now. Uh, anyways, they've decided to pass on the show. No telling if another studio will pick it up, but we can only hope. Now what you're gonna see is studio heads start dropping dead one by one until finally, magically, people wanna watch Rodham all over again. That will be interesting. Hillary's Rodham, where she imagines if she didn't marry Bill Clinton, what would that have been like? Uh, well, first of all, we wouldn't know who you are and you wouldn't have got cheated on every week. Kind of like OJ's If I Did It. Remember he wrote a book, OJ? He wrote a book called, and it was an imaginary tale how he would have killed the two people that he actually killed. So he had to change a few of the facts so that it looks like he didn't know how he did it. It's all very confusing. Speaking of Buffalo, we have some criminals in Buffalo and the, the sun has gone down so I can bring in some natural lighting, finally. I know it was a little dark, it was getting a little too intimate in here. But uh, yeah, now we have some real light. Okay, criminal in Buffalo, obviously there's a shooting, nobody's happy about it. This guy was not on the far right. A lot of the things he said in his manifesto was he was a socialist and an avowed anti-capitalist, but the media doesn't want to run with that. The media doesn't want to talk about the Waukesha mass murderer in the uh, SUV. The media doesn't want to talk about the shooting in the subway in New York. The media doesn't want to talk about anything other than what they can make political hay out of. So Joe Biden goes to Buffalo and he goes on about how white supremacy once again is the biggest problem we all face. In the name of hateful and perverse ideology rooted in fear and racism. We've now seen too many times the deadly and destructive violence this ideology unleashes. White supremacy is a poison. So someone sent me this and I really appreciate it. It shows us all the mass shooters in the last year. 2021, we have a little aggregate. I want you to look very closely at these mass shooters and figure out which ones the media wanted to talk about, okay? This is 2021 mass shooters. The media didn't want to talk about that one, that one, that one. They did want to highlight this one. Did not want to talk about this one, this one, this one, this one, but they did want to talk about that. No, 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 yes, yes, no, yes. Are you seeing a pattern? Yes, no. Then we have a whole row of no-goes. I don't know why the media didn't want to talk about this row at all and uh, they were questioning this one. So if this meme is to be true and someone took the time to aggregate it, what percentage would you think of these shooters would the media want to talk about? Go ahead and put that in the comments. We have a bunch of no's down here. We've got a couple yeses right up here. And can you figure out a pattern? If you can figure out a pattern, then that makes you pretty smart. White supremacy is a poison. It's a poison running through, our, it really is. Running through our body politic. The ideology of white supremacy has no place in America. None. Now, the only reason I can say all this, guys, is because I'm Persian. And being Persian allows me, it's like a referee. I'm half Persian, half white. So I'm like a footlocker jersey. And yes, the media would not want to cover over 50% of those. Now, it's time to move on. We know about the mass shooters. We know that the media tried to hide it. But here's something you might not know. Twitter recently had to do an audit thanks to Elon Musk, one of the heroes of our time. And if Elon is gonna buy this company for $44 billion, he wants to know how many of these accounts are real people. 
Twitter promised less than 5% were fake bots. Now let me ask you a question. How many fake accounts could a bank have? About zero? How many fake bots could go in and sign up for a cell phone service? Zero? How many fake bots could sign up for uh, like a passport? Hopefully zero? So why does Twitter even have any fake bots? If I post something twice they don't like, they ban me for 90 days. They can't figure out if there's a spam bot signing in from some Russian or Indian prank computer bay. Well, that's not the point. The point is, in this investigation, the auditors found something very interesting. The auditors discovered that 50% of Joe Biden's Twitter followers are fake. Would you look at that? The New York Post says, an audit finds half of Joe Biden's Twitter followers fake by Jack Hobbs. The audit, which was done for the social media giant by software firm Spark Toro, found 49.3% of the president's followers are fake. At least half of the 22 million are bogus. The audit revealed. So look at the chain of command. Because Elon thought Twitter was being unfair, he decided to buy it. Twitter didn't want to. They started changing their algorithms. My subscribers have gone up a thousand. Then he's doing the audit and discovers Joe Biden has 50% fake followers. Why would Twitter do that? Could it be big tech trying to falsely buffer a losing candidate to look like, of course he got the most votes, after all, look how good is Twitter's doing. Smoke and mirrors, people. Smoke and mirrors. So my question for you, if 50% of his Twitter followers are fake, how many of his voters do you estimate are fake as well? Please put it in the comments. I will be checking out each and every answer. But I'm asking how many of his votes were fake. Hugh Man says Joey might be fake too. I mean, that's how much fakeness there is. Project Veritas is a company that sends what I must believe, because we never see them, are gorgeous women on dates with losers because these men are willing to spill their guts. Check out what Twitter's senior engineer told this beautiful girl on a Tinder date who happened to be a spy for Project Veritas to expose what big tech is doing behind your back. Twitter does not do Capitalists, if we weren't really operating in a capitalist mode, we were very socialist, like we're all like communist. Ideologically, uh, it does not make sense, like because we're actually censoring the right, not the left. Because everyone on the right wing will be like, bro, it's okay to say, just gotta tolerate it. The left will be like, no, I'm not gonna tolerate it. I need a censor, or else I'm not gonna be in touch So it does sound right. Well, there you have it. I tried to show you that the Twitter engineer, senior engineer, he's in charge of the programming and the algorithms and who succeeds and who fails on social media. Do you think it's just Twitter? You don't think Facebook, YouTube, all the apps are on the same page with all of this stuff? So he admits to it. Now I feel bad for the girl that had to go on multiple dates with that guy. She should win 
a Pulitzer, an Emmy, a Nobel Peace Prize, and a free massage. But they try to gaslight you and say you're not famous, but Joe Biden is. You're wrong. Nobody likes your tweets, but everybody likes Trevor. No laughs. And what it comes down to is someone is tinkering with the controls. I post my comedy clip on my Instagram page. It gets like 3,000 views and 200 likes and then just stops. Some random guy posted my clips and he was able to get 245,000 likes in two days. And he has less followers than I do. You would think I have 36,000 followers on Instagram. If I post my video, it would get to 200,000 likes. But this guy with 14,000, he doesn't even do comedy. He just thought my clip was funny. And he's like, hey, he wrote me, this has been my most successful post. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. Let's not get angry. Let's just keep pushing forward. That's what we do. Something else that gentleman said was very telling was, when the right gets banned, they just take it and they just work through it. But when the left sees something that they don't like, they say, no, absolutely not. This can't happen. Take this offer. I'm leaving the platform. So what happens is the right keeps getting punished, moderates and conservatives, for being willing to go with the flow. Because I'll tell you one thing, the left is not willing to do so. Maybe you should change that. And we're seeing in QDs and Netflix and on Twitter, people are standing up and everything is toppling. The little safe bubble of the left is popped. You're going down. Let's go, Brandon. Shelly says, Kayvon, I haven't seen you in a while. Well, I've been here every single week. Where have you been? I just paid $5.99 for Octane. Let's go, Brandon. Kayvon is funny. Kayvon is a moderate and in the middle, just like me. And that's why I'm neither of them. Insta-sham, not Instagram. All right, let's go on to a little bit lighter fare. We have an idiot in the White House, and the only thing you can hope is his second-in-command will be better, but not so. Take a look at Kamala Harris and her award-winning speech. That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. Together, together, continue to work together, continue to work, to work, to work together on, to work, to work, to work, continue to work together, together, and continue. Together, continue to work. Together, continue to work. To work together on. To work. To work. Continue to work together. Continue to work. Work. Work together. Continue to work. To work. Work together. Work together. Work. Work together. Work. Work. She has an amazing ability to speak for five minutes and say absolutely nothing. Well done, Kamala. That's what happens when you put a person in office based on their so-called skin color and their genitals. When we come back, we're gonna have a lot more laughs. Don't leave. So we've exposed Twitter's senior engineer. His, the engineer admitted to shadow banning famous conservatives and moderates, high on their platform. Elon Musk may now back out because he's finding that 20 to 90% of all Twitter followers 
are fake. Which is why losers like Shelby Farrow, a comedian who couldn't follow me or hang with me on stage, has now disappeared from Twitter because no longer a safe space for her and her mental disabilities. And this could be the best conclusion of all time, where Elon threatens to buy Twitter, they freak out, offers free speech, they freak out, throws down the money, they have to bail off the ship, and then he doesn't even buy it, gutting it and leaving the carcass on the side of the road with no money and nothing. That would be the best thing ever. So we finally found someone dumber than Biden who can actually speak for him. You might not have seen this, but Jen Nutsacki is gone. She's going to go work for MSNBC. Oh, no bias there. Democrat going straight to MSNBC. Oh, it's a fair news source. Yeah, right. Now we have this new person, Jean-Pierre. We picked her. Guess why? Because of her genitals and her skin color. This is what you get. Uh, The president's Twitter account posted the other day, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. How does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation? Um, so, are you talking about a specific tweet? He tweeted, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Look, you know, we have talked about, um, we have talked about this this past year, uh, about um, making sure that the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share. Um, and that is important to do. And uh, that is something that, uh, you know, the president has been, you know, working on uh, every day when we talk about inflation and lowering costs. And so it's very important uh, that, uh, you know, as we're seeing costs rise, uh, as we're talking about how to, you know, uh, you know, build a, a, a America that's safe, that's equal for everyone and doesn't leave everyone behind, that is an important part uh, of that as well. But how does raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans. So look, I think we encourage those who have done very well, right, especially those who care about climate change uh, to support a fair tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings, that the most fortunate people in our nation and not let that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this existential problem, if you think about that as an example, and to support basic collective bargaining rights as well, right? That's also important. But look, it is, you know, by not, without having a fairer tax code, which is what I'm talking about, then all, every, like manufacturing workers, cops, you know, it's not fair for them to have to pay higher taxes than the folks that, who are, who are, who are not paying taxes at all. I got to tell you, that was not an answer at all, uh, but it's, well, the the rich got to pay their fair share. The rich got to pay their fair share. We have a shortage in baby formula. Well, the rich got to pay their fair share. Uh, the gasoline price, the rich got to pay their fair share. Just blame the rich for everything. Uh, The rich are not Joe Biden, not Hillary Clinton. The rich are not Bill Gates. The rich are not Hunter Biden, who's stolen millions. The rich are just these imaginary people that need to pay their fair share. It is so good to see that Buckwheat grew up to be so eloquent. Good job. Now, we have some people throwing a super chat in the mix. That is a tip where I can continue to advertise my shows, live shows all over the nation. So big thank you for the super chat. It is appreciated. 
Thank you, Sadie Girl. And we had another one for $9.99, which is amazing. Every dollar helps. And the way you, oh, that's couple gallons of gas on me. Um, I'm not going to be rude, but thank you for the gallon and a half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, you mentioned that too. Thank you, J. Kim. Uh, I was laughing about that because I'm like, I don't think that's a couple anywhere I am right now. But uh, yeah, I'll drive to Oxnard tomorrow and I will definitely take you up on that offer. Thank you. I really appreciate it. If you too want to throw in a little tip in the bucket, which helps pay for preparing the show, putting the videos together, making you laugh a few times, and of course interacting in the chats and bringing you up, making you of a star of the show as well, you can do that on Super Chats, Stars on Facebook, or GoFundMe.com slash CaveOnComedy, or Venmo at KVON dash KVON. We're also on Cash App, CaveOnComedy. That's dollar sign, CaveOnComedy. Okay? We're telling truth through laughter. We are waking America up with laughter. And one way we do that is pairing up with Turning Point. If you know who Turning Point USA is, put it in the comments. I'll tell you, it's different chapters at every major university of campus moderates and conservatives. They're not even super political. They're more patriotic. They like free speech. They like robust debate. They like to stir the pot a little bit. They do not go along with the narrative from the media. They challenge it. They challenge their leftist professors. They challenge the campus BLM and Antifa movement that is like a cancer tearing our nation apart. We love Turning Point. So I paired up with Turning Point and I went to Georgia. Here is the latest documentary. It's posted on my YouTube channel. I want you to share it as well, but watch it with me here. All right, I am here at University of Georgia, Athens, Georgia, meeting with Turning Point USA. There he is. What's up, Kayvon? How you doing? Are you my Uber driver? I am. Yep, get in. We got good weather, huh? Oh, yeah, gorgeous weather. My name is Jack Mallon, and I'm the president of Turning Point UGA. Woo, we met the president. Yeah. Justin. Yo. How you feel back there? Cramped. How were you already in the car when I just got here? Yeah, I'm professional, man. You're a magician. I'm saying. <laughs> when I first heard I was going to Athens, I thought I was... Greece, but this will be second best. I've been president of Turning Point for uh, the last semester. Are you guys welcomed on campus or harassed? You know, we are welcomed by a lot of people, you know, and, and a lot of people think, oh, it's Georgia. It's got to be crazy conservative. And yeah, there's a lot of conservatives here, but there's a lot of liberals here who are like ultra aggressive, you know, who's just like, you know, screw you. I'm not, I'm not sure if I can curse or not. We bleep so. everything. <laughs> They're like, fuck you, dude, get off our campus, you know, and wow. it's like, it's, uh, you know, we've been, we've had our signs shoved, our tables knocked out. When other students came up and started tearing up posters. Hey, it's wild stuff. Aren't they supposed to be tolerant and open-minded? Uh, and, and they're, yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, um, you know, they say we're all about free speech, but it's only the speech that they want to hear. I'm not saying that they're asking for it, but it was not unprovoked. Well, you're not alone, Jack. We've done four Turning Point events. They've all been really well received. Yeah. A lot of fun, a lot of laughter, and people don't know what to expect when they hear a conservative comedy show. Absolutely, yeah. And honestly, it's just like a regular comedy show. Exactly. But with right. no PC rules. A little bit more common sense, I might say. That's exactly right. So we've been having a blast, and uh, I'm excited to be in Georgia. It wasn't easy to get here, but it's worth the trip. Very good, <laughs> yeah. So who are your favorite comedians? My favorite comedians? I gotta say, Norm MacDonald. 
uh, is definitely one of my favorites. And here's the thing, every, uh, Will Smith is, or not Will Smith, not Will Smith. Not Will Smith. <laughs> Will Ferrell, I would say, is just absolutely hilarious. So any rules, off-limit jokes for this show? Probably not, probably not. I wanna zoom into the bulldog on your shirt. That's cool, yeah. These guys won a big... Natty. National, National champions. We flew all night from the west coast to the east. Can we agree Atlanta is the busiest airport? It's the busiest airport in the world. In the world. A lot of people don't know that. They think New York, Los Angeles, Japan, Tokyo. ATL. ATL, baby. Hey, say your name and what you do for Turning Point. I'm Tim Williams. I'm the vice president of Turning Point. Awesome. And how do you expect the show to be today? Hopefully funny, I don't know. My name's Dylan Mallon, and I'm just a normal Turning Point member, not executive board. I am Cole Began. I am a third year, or fourth year. <laughs> do you even know what you do here? So what's your favorite thing about UGA? I love Chick-fil-A. They have it on campus or something? No, it's delicious, yeah, right, right next door. Right next door. Open on Sundays? Never. That's God's day. Have you ever been to a comedy show live before? Never. First time. How into politics are you? I would say I'm into politics internally, but I don't get in debates with people because I don't know how much change is going to come from that. All right, that's a good, that's a mature point of view. Uh, do you get into debates with people? Certainly. <laughs> he looks like he's ready to debate right now. <laughs> I think it was really good. I give it a like a nine out of ten. Woo, nine out of ten, I'll take it. It was great. It was great. You laughed? I laughed a lot. I wish it was a little bit darker. Darker. And a little longer. That's what my girlfriend said. <laughs> oh, it was great. You can't be live comedy. I love the show. It was I've never been to a live comedy show, so it was pretty cool for us to do the first one. I think it was a great time. Honestly, I'm really happy. I, I've been talking to people, they all love it. Love conservative comedy, best one yet. Post show wrap up, what'd you think of the show? Honestly, great. I love the variety that Justin brought and then Kayvon came and, and knocked it out of the park, so. Yes, that's what Big thumbs up. But we're gonna do this for the fall. New students, new attitudes, and a new election coming up. Sounds like a plan to me. We've been leaving so early in the mornings, we sleep with the cart loaded in the room just for a clean getaway. That was the mini documentary. Each time I do a turning point event, I try to capture it and share it with you so you feel like you were right there. And that was an event where I couldn't get a cameraman in time. So I had to film it myself. So I didn't have any of my comedy, my jokes on there because I was the videographer and the lighting wasn't good for when I was on stage. I, I set up my camera where I thought it was cool and did my thing. I came back and was like, ah, garbage, balderdash, all of it. But I still captured a fun, unique look at that group. Very cool. Folks, we've come to the end of the right show, but it was very short, so we're going to hang on Locals after this. I want you to join me on Locals. It's where members only can hang. It's easier on the Wi-Fi, and we can say whatever we want and not get banned, because it is hard to pick topics and navigate the crazy radical left's very despicable waters. All right? Here are the people going by that donated to the show last week. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Patricia. And of course, as always, EMK coming in hot. 
we have a newsletter and I feel like I'm gonna lose you guys because once YouTube or Facebook shuts this off I'm done can't reach you anymore here's what I want you to do I want you to go on my website k-vonncomedy.com slash contact and you scroll down a little bit and you enter your email in the newsletter don't send me a message unless it's hey I want you to come to Turning Point Russia here's the link I want you to come to Turning Point Alaska here's the link you send me the link to your local field rep or your local chapter then send me a message but go to kvoncomedy.com slash contact scroll down and go to newsletter and just enter your email that way I can give you free tickets send you clips and when they've shadow banned me I can still reach you once a month thanks for tuning in thanks for watching put in the comments how much fun you had I'll be watching those for the next three minutes bye <laughs>